Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio. And to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. Patrick, I'd like you to meet Diego Felix. Hi, Diego. Hi, how are you, man? Very good. Very good. Diego, um, like we can tell you've got an accent. You're from... Uh, Buenos Aires. I'm from Buenos Aires, from Argentina. And we're and you're right now. You live in Ojai. Right now, I'm living in Ojai, kind of. You know, I'm traveling a lot. Well, that's what. Uh, so I I met you probably three four months ago. It was a friend of ours' birthday party in Ojai, and she said we're doing something really interesting. We have uh, the Colectivo Felix. Uh, is doing the food, and I didn't have any idea what that meant. <laughs> and and we show up in Ojai, and they've got this beautiful home surrounded by orange orchards. And for those of you who are not familiar with Ojai, it's about uh, oh a half hour from Santa Barbara up in the hills. Uh, beautiful weather, and uh, it's a perfect place to grow uh, grow citrus. But there's this long table with I don't know maybe thirty. 35 people there and you were in the kitchen cooking yeah and you look at food as a performance art so it's not just the cooking but it's the whole performance tell, tell me about that it was yeah. fascinating well I, I think uh, I understand my way of cooking it's I think it's more like a kind of a storyteller really so I and the whole concept of the colectivo, the whole concept of what I'm, my approach to food, it's uh, understanding more than where it comes from, the, the stories about the people that grows it, the stories about the, the uh, indigenous ingredients that I found. It's more like <clears throat> when I found all these ingredients that I think that are interesting to tell, I create a menu and then I... That's what I perform, kind of, you know, so what I do. I start all this crazy idea of uh, Casa Felix a uh, long time ago, like 10 years ago, and uh, with my wife now, but that time was my girlfriend. And uh, this is kind of a story, as this is kind of a love story about this Argentinian chef that uh, was looking for do something interesting in his life and met this beautiful Californian environmentalist and we you know mix all these ideas of uh, food culture and basic basically it's food and food and culture I think that's kind of my my path so you've you've figured out a way to you know turn this into a business it's hard to make money uh, with food um, yeah. I know I was a I was a chef for many years before I got into software and built several restaurants and it's a very hard business. Um, it, it, so you have to have a lot of passion for it. You have to yeah. have the love to cook. Yeah. yeah but yeah. you you turn this into a really interesting business in that you travel to big cities for a couple of weeks at a time. Yeah. And then you locate at a home. Yeah. And then you cook out of that home and have... Is, is, is it's that, kind of... Uh, I don't... Uh, 
I do dinners in people's houses when I'm there. I'm don't, yeah. I don't locate it from a specific home. Okay, there, so you know? got sometimes it. yes, it depends on the host. So I I just rent a little place and I tour. Basically, we turn this. Uh, it's a long story, but basically, try we to have time. Okay. It's okay, it's a great <laughs> story. Okay, so it's, a, it's a fascinating story. It's which I invited you. I, I love this idea. <laughs> okay, so basically, the tours are uh, every year with my friends uh, that work, that used to work in the industry or they're still working in the food industry. Um, every year I kind of send like kind of the bad sign, the Batman sign. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody like check what are they doing and they they're part of this gypsy cooking, traveling caravan band yep. that we travel all around the States doing culinary performance as I prefer to not say it, but I, I feel that way, you know, basically. So oh, I, I completely understand it's that. A, it's food, and so people don't see that we, we're not going to juggle, we're not going to you know, <laughs> right. go crazy. Right, 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 right. But uh, this concept, it's about um, I'm kind of being the ringmaster of mm. this mm. collective, and I have other chef friends and people that work in the industry that are part of this, so we travel. Those who saw the bat signal. Yeah, they travel with me. Or they go, or we, when we go, for example, to New York, I have a friend of mine that she's, uh, she used to work in the food industry. She's still working a little bit, but now she, we, know, we grow, we have kids, so yeah. we have to start. Like, and now she's, uh, she's my tour manager, so she is in charge. That's in New York. That's right. Florencia Spiros, my tour manager in New York. Then I have uh, Shannon Botts, that it's a uh, sound engineer that works with me too, but in the doing the dinners, you know, right. so I have friends all around, and I bring friends uh, or chefs from Argentina to tour with me. The are one you, that you met. Are you doing? Are you? Are you? Are you presenting to the crowd and talking to the to the to the group that you're cooking for? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it depends always to how the crowd is. It's like uh, I I think that what I'm doing it's kind of one of my dreams of I I study to be an actor and I never perform like kind of a, in a big way it's more like underground theaters mm -hmm. so having this concept makes me put there and create the whole um, scene or the whole theater play for them mm -hmm. some nights people are interested some other nights people are not so interested but we always you know we're always performing and it's basically what it drives us and uh, so it's what the, the audience the people who show up really do experience a show yeah so how's it laid out in the room like what like if I because I, I didn't get to go but like right. what's so I'm, I'm invited to dinner by a friend of mine who has yeah. gotten on your tour schedule yeah and and so what what do I experience when I get there like in Seattle because you were just in Seattle yeah yeah and so what because I'm from Washington I love Washington okay so uh, so I, I could imagine myself there Okay, well, so in Seattle, I work with uh, another friend that uh, he's kind of my manager there. Mm -hmm. So he hooked me up with uh, fishmongers. Oh, with nice. so with uh, uh, we went to a farm. So I bring that idea. So basically, what you're gonna see or the concept of the menu, it's a South American point of view or mm. perspective uh, uh. of the ingredients that are around your place. Mm -hmm. So 
I uh, we start with a welcome cocktail. Every the thing is uh, that's what we do also in Buenos Aires in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's another chapter, but uh, it's everybody comes at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we already have some music playing. Some uh, you know, we start with some hors d'oeuvres with like South American point of view. Then we take a seat. And we start like uh, kind of the feast playing with uh, local wines and my or our South American point of view using those ingredients. And uh, that's kind of the, that's what we're doing right now. Doing on tour, it's uh, kind of different too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found I, within the software business, uh, got to travel a lot. And my favorite thing to do was to get up very early in the morning and go to the fish market go to the vegetable market, go watch them butcher meat. And all my, my engineer friends were like, what are you doing? Why are you getting <laughs> I says, are you kidding me? This city is alive yeah. at six in the morning. And we get to go talk to these people. And when you talk to the farmers, you talk to the people that are growing the food, you learn it's part of the story, right? It's fascinating for me. You know, for me, it's part of us. I'm, I think it's, well, I'm a, I'm a passion person. So I think all these kind of things give me more fuel to keep doing what I'm doing and keep entertaining people and keep, you know, learning and going, uh, trying to go where I want to go. Do you, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm just back from holiday and I was in, I was in Maui and I was, I knew on Saturday was the, the biggest farmer's market on the island. And I went and I'm, you know, looking to find there's some specific things that I'm looking for because I know I'm going to have dinner at my brother's house. But I found this one Filipino farmer had shishado peppers. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I didn't see these anywhere else. These are fantastic. And I know exactly what I'm going to do with them, which is as little as possible (laughs) with a little sea salt, you know, just they're just good by themselves. But in talking to the ladies, I said, now, what do you do with the peppers? She says, oh, they're for soup. What do you do with them? Soup. Yeah. And I was like, soup, what do you, uh, what? That's crazy. You just right? them? And, and I said, I said, well, let me tell you a story. This is exactly what you do. And I, it was so <laughs> much fun to have that back and forth with them because they were like, well, you have to tell us exactly what that is, you know? And so I told them how to, you know, the recipe for that. But it was so interesting to find something unusual there and then thinking, assuming that's how everybody cooked those peppers. Does your recipe include anything other than than just like putting them in a pan and blackening them and then throwing sea salt and olive oil on them? Nope. Okay. Just just, because you made me a little nervous when you said recipe. Well, well, I learned about shishito peppers in a Japanese restaurant in the the, uh, robata, which is grilled foods. Yeah. And they put them on, they put two oh, of them nice. on skewers and a, ch- 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 oh. a little skewer, and boom, they're done. For $7, you get two little peppers, <laughs> yeah, right? The, okay. the, the, eye, the, uh, eye, the eye roll from, for those of you at home. Yes. Yeah, uh, exactly. So tell me when you're going to the market, you, you've come into a city, and these are all cities you've been to before. I mean, you've yeah. got established presence People are glad you're back. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get to go have dinner with the Colectivo again. Yeah. What, what are you looking for in the market? That's a good question. Well, first of all, what I'm, what I'm looking for is something that I can, I think something that I can tell a story with, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, 
I can, so what I see in the markets here, it's more like a, a different kind of colors. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I can, uh, it's a big palette of colors. Yes. So I can think about more about the colors, more about the story that I can tell. The ingredients, the ingredients are more like uh, uh, getting together with the also the idea of what I want to do. You know, because there's some things that some certain things that since I want to do a South American point of view in a menu or dinner, I have kind of a script of an idea of what I don't go like kind of blank, you know, to the market and see, I get inspired there. I have some ideas that I want to work with. And then, um, and there I just start like thinking. So what is, if, if we were to say there were three ideas with a South American point of view, yeah. what would those three main ideas be? Um, three ideas. Is it, is it, um, the three uh, basic concept of if I was to describe South American food, is it spicy? Is it but, uh, in more ingredients? Okay, like corn. Okay, corn. Good. You have we have corn, so we are we are Pan Americans, you know. So what I see it's uh, uh, my corn is different than your corn, that Mexican corn, that Andean corn. So you have a different uh, stories to tell. You know, we have a, a mm -hmm. way to do, you know, tamales. We have a different way to do umitas. In Mexico, they use a different corn. In the north of, right now I was in the northwest, and they have a different corn. In Texas, mm -hmm. they have a different corn. So there I can make, you know. So corn's one. Corn, I think, if okay. you're talking about produce, is yeah. corn. And then, of course, uh, one of the things that opened my mind for me, it's uh, indigenous herbs. Mm -hmm. mm. Indigenous herbs are kind of uh, my, the little, uh, the things that change or the, the things that spark a dinner, you know, like using indigenous herbs that are tasty and flavorful. And, you know, so for me, understanding that also changed uh, um kind of my whole universe. Uh, I, when I was in Paraguay, traveling and learning, uh, I didn't go to travel or learn, I just go to travel, but sure. you know, I'm always learning. Of course. So when you're there, I just, Paraguay, it's a country that it's next to Argentina, so close, it's at the border, but nobody knows anything about Paraguay. I, for sure. Really? For you sure. mean people in Argentina or you mean like America? Anyone. Right. Anyone, not even Argentina. So for sure, you never know anything about Paraguay. And for us, it's like so close, but we don't know anything about Paraguay. What is, is that because they're keeping their keep to themselves, or what? It's a long story too, but uh, it's uh, I think uh, it's a country that it's in the middle of uh, almost the rainforest. Sure. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's uh, it's not so. It was developed a long time ago, but that's a long story too. It's uh, wars and all that mm -hmm. stuff. But basically, now it's kept there and it's like a little province hmm. let's say not very accessible not very accessible not that's one of the things mm -hmm. that we understand not very accessible at all mm. so the roads mm. there's no roads kind of mm. so mm. basically when i when i was there i crossed the river from argentina and there was a lady sitting with a long table mm. full of herbs mm. like fresh herbs so she has a little mortar here 
So then you come to what do you want? This, this, and this, and this. So she grabs all the herbs, yeah. all the herbs that you want, your, your blend, mm-hmm. put it yeah. in a mortar, mash it, put it with a scoop, put yeah. it, you, you bring your own um, thermos, yeah. put that ice, and you go with your mate, with your terere. Oh, right, right. So that's kind, of their, that's kind of their Starbucks, because then <laughs> <laughs> you come yeah. and you ask for your different blend. Yeah. So yeah. she has this whole... Huge. All kinds of herbs for teas and things. And and so wow. and and my guess is is that it's not a very expensive process. No, no, <laughs> not at all. Because in New York that would be no. an eighty-five dollar drink <laughs> for yes, sure, right? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. But for me, just crossing that border that it's just a river, and getting there and start tasting these mm-hmm. herbs, right. I was like, this is so this is South America. This is Latin America. This is the culture that I want to promote. This is the flavors mm. of my place. This is the flavors of, it's okay with rosemary, thyme, parsley, basil, all that stuff. I love that stuff. It's not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about using ingredients that are from our place and trying to put them on the plate and making people try and taste the, the environment. You know, mm. it's more like uh, being part of that. So you can't necessarily find those in Seattle, but no. you find what's indigenous to that region. Yeah, 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 yeah. For example, right now I'm working a, a wild sage. Mm-hmm. You know, here in this area there's yes. a lot of wild sage. Of course, sage is like human beings. They're all around. They're totally different. There's 400 we, kinds of sage. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But th- there's a specific sage that just grows here. Mm. So what I would do with that, you know, I can't put it in a place. So what I'm doing right now, it's uh, I'm making wild sage ash, mm. and then I blend it with uh, butter, and then I make uh, I don't know bread or I b- b- put it on bread or put it on a on a plate. Mm. I was doing mm. wild sage ash butter in a plate with uh, quails and. It sounds delicious, yeah. And molly sand, you know. So I get ideas. Right now I'm working on the pink peppercorn flowers. Mm. So they're so specific and unique and tasty. And also it's like this is this area. So if there's pink peppercorn all around. Right, right, right. But using the flowers for a ceviche from a crudo, like putting in there. Yeah. So that's the idea of like, people understanding and the place that w- they're living. That's so kind of my... I know the third one. Can I tell them what the yeah, third yeah, one is? Yeah, what is the third one? I think it's going to be meat because you're from Argentina. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of a... But, he, but he's... But you're... Are you vegetarian? That's why. Now? That's why. So I grew up in a vegetarian family. Huh. So that was really, really weird in Argentina. It's like... Yeah, kind of a, right. Struggled the 80s eating... Um, brown rice. Sure, yeah. But I'm Argentinian. That's my culture. So I have an approach to meat and because that's kind of my culture. But I think uh, there's some more interesting things about Because in a certain point, cooks, we know that meat, it's always good. It's like 90% of us. It's very difficult to do a wrong dish with meat because meat is always tasty. It's the same thing. You don't have to do it. You just get out of its way. Right. Yeah. Heat it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you cr- get creative right. with, you know, when people say, oh, this place, this dish was amazing with, it's like in a certain point we know it's like you just put the meat in the oven. Yeah, it was a good piece us. of meat. Yeah. So w- what do you do? So 
my idea is to go around, around the meat. Ah, I use yeah. I use meat, of course. I'm I'm omnivorous. Yeah. But my approach to food, it's more in a healthy way. Since because my mom is an environmental, uh, my mom is sorry, it's a nutritionist. Mm, mm-hmm. So I think from that, a lot of you know teaching and so it's part of me. So I use everything, but uh, I I'm more interesting about using vegetables because I, there's a more the palate the palate it's bigger and there's more at risk. And there's more risk, of yeah, course. Yeah. Do you think that um, w- when you add the story, you can get people to try things they haven't tried before? Yeah. So, like when, you know, wild sage, <laughs> ash, butter. Oh, yeah. no, I'm dying for it. It sounds yes, incredible. It, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of thing is someone will will warm up to that story. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think that's, I understand now that my, my path, it's kind of a, being a storyteller. So understanding that, creating, a, basically cre- in every dinner, creating a story to tell, having a, an idea, a script of what we're gonna talk about or what are we gonna do, what's the music that we're gonna play, what wines are we gonna work with. It's, uh, it's having my little, I think it's going back to when I was much younger and understand that I have my little theater only mm-hmm. for 20 people and I'm mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. uh, the little ringmaster that I can, okay guys, this is what it's going to be tonight. So when you go to a home like the birthday party I was at, do you ask them what they like or do you make suggestions? I mean, how does that play? Because a lot of times yeah, I'm actually, that's tough. I'm actually really, really lucky because nobody, n- nobody asked me kind of their, nobody asked me to do things that they want, you know, I, they just trust. Because you have a reputation. I think so. Yeah. But since, even though when I start do, building my reputation, uh, they don't know you. They didn't know yeah. me and it was like, in a certain point when I first started, and it's still going, you know, it's like people in a certain point, I kind of my guinea pigs, you know, because mm, of course we all are innovating in these kind of things. It's yeah. not that, you know, so. Yeah, it's almost almost. I can say like two percent of the dinners that I made. I made a lot in ten years. People ask me some specific things for mm. for them. Then mm. they're just like, eh. like well, that's like the greatest hits, right? You're back in town. Oh, yeah, I want you to make that adobo or the whatever yeah. that thing is. Yeah. Huh? yeah, 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 yeah. But it's like it's like going to a, to see a band. And okay, this is the sing the songs that I want you to sing. It's like uh, no, you're going to see a band. You have to, you know. S- they're going to do what they're going to yeah. do. Yeah, and yeah. they know what they're doing. You know, right, it's not right. that this. I want this song first, and this. No, no, no. Let me, you know, let me do what I do, and and I know that you're going to like it. Because I want to hear when it went wrong. I want to hear one time when somebody. Oh, that's yeah. a good. That's a really <laughs> good question. That's a really really good question because it never goes wrong because it can't because it's not that's not wh- how now N- yeah tell me it why can, not it can be wrong o sea, because for me o sea, it's it can o sea, it, it can go wrong kind of for me but not for them oh. because for me oh, I'm right, playing right. you know yeah, so yeah. I know there's 20 people coming at this time and they're gonna eat 
sometimes, you know, the oven doesn't work and you didn't, nobody <laughs> told me that. Yeah. Yeah. This stuff, it's, so they don't have cutting boards and mm -hmm. I already asked you for. Yeah. So those kind of things. But in a certain way, it's kind of a funny way. It's like the show must go on. People are coming right, to eat right, at right, nine. Right. So there's no way that it can be wrong. It, I, it can be different. It can be different, you know. But so yeah, that's yeah, why it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I can't cook the fish the way I want it to be cooked because this right. is not a, a stove that really heats. I can put my hand on like top a, of the like fire. A, like a glass top <laughs> electric stove. That I work scary. with that. Really? So, yeah, I work <sighs> with that. So the whole concept of these tours is bringing the Colectivo Felix or the Casa Felix spirit into a unplug idea. Uh. So I can cook anywhere with this kind of three or four or, or the kind of the script that I have, the skeleton of I, the script that I have. Yeah. But when I go to your house and I see that I can't do bread mm -hmm. because you mm -hmm. have a, a you don't have an oven, mm -hmm. so I'm I'm gonna do I don't know flatbreads on right. the stove. Right. So huh. right. that's the thing. Right. So it never can it can never go wrong. That's uh, that's in the the a musician like a jazz musician would always be like that, right? Like when does a jazz musician set ever go wrong? It doesn't because they can just improv their way through. Yeah. You know. Well, that's where I was going to go yeah. with that was um, I've been cooking since I was eight years old and it, it's completely improvisational. And people will say, well, Welcome what's for to my dinner? World. Yeah. I know. Right. It's like I what, what's for dinner? I, I don't, don't know. know. I haven't been to the market yet. And yeah. I mean, I have an idea of what that's going to be. So a year and a half ago, I started uh, improv training, like get it on stage and learning improv. And I found it was so very much like cooking and so very much like everything else. It's never wrong in improv. No. It's just, you know, you show up with a good spirit and you have a general idea, but who knows what it's going to be. Yeah, someone says, oh, oh, here, you show up at their house and they have a garden and you find out there's flowering time. Oh, what can I, I change do? the menu. What am I going to do with Around this? Around that. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of... Uh, that's what I always talk about jazz. What do we do is like kind of we know where we're going and we know how we're gonna get. So we're gonna we know how to get there, but sometimes you don't know. So we've been doing dinners in small kitchens, like small, very small kitchens in New York, mm -hmm. and the the table was the bed, mm. and there was eight people around so it on the bed on the bed sitting around the bed and I was playing on the bed I love it. and the kitchen was like like small like like a box I couldn't do almost anything and I, I was like does that make you better like do you think that do you think that that's an improvement for you as a as a, as a creative as, as somebody who's who's generating this thing that you you know you're, you're having to deal with like it's kind of like having one arm tied behind your back yeah. you really get to shine you yeah. get to demonstrate a really like how could that be done in such a small kitchen with yeah. two pans? Yeah, that's uh, sometimes I'm amazed myself <laughs> because people say, "How you do it?" And like, I don't know. I just put music and I just enjoy. I knew it had it. to happen. Right. I right. knew that uh, people are coming, and you know, <laughs> I have to cook for them, and I have to be happy because this is what I decide to be. You know, yeah. I have other friend chefs that have restaurants. It's kind of always it's it's the the how you say here in the states like. The grass is greener always on the other side. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. have my, f was, uh, we have 
my French chefs in Argentina or even here, you know, that they have restaurants and it's like, oh man, I wish I could travel and do these <laughs> dinners. And I was like, man, I wish I can have a stove that works, you know, <laughs> right. so I can right. saute a fish and it's like crispy, not just like boiling it in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm killing it, but it's like, but the magic, it's the whole thing. The whole thing, and it's going. It's in another place, you know. It's not just that. It's about why we're picking this fish, and uh, and also we bring joy to people. So that's kind of also what I understand. That we are right, right, people right, are right. coming to see what I can do, right. and they don't. And if you're in the kitchen at a restaurant, you're very far away from them very often, right? Like, like yeah. you're behind a door on the yeah. other side of a wall. You know, thick, thick in the making of the of the work, but not necessarily connecting the way you are. I mean, like if you're that intimate, that in an apartment. Yeah, that's that's actually how we start going back to the uh, genesis of mm -hmm. why we're doing this. We start doing this in my house mm -hmm. in Buenos Aires. So basically, what I did it's with my wife that she also. Uh, uh, a journalist, but that time she was studying and like, okay, let's start about learning about these ingredients. And during the weekends, we show our friends what we're mm. this this food and this concept. And one friend told another friend, and of course, doing dinners in your house when we first started ten years ago, everybody was like, "You're crazy, Diego." And nobody's so why there's no sign why <laughs> why people gonna stop and eat in your house. And I didn't know at that time, but I knew that there was a lot of things for me to learn and to investigate and to develop. So in a restaurant, I couldn't do that. So that's why I started inviting people mm -hmm. to my house. And that's how these people came to the kitchen and we were hanging out in the kitchen and having drinks and eating. And then one friend to another and the right, other to right, another and then right. the New York Times came and then another friend from New York. And did then the New York Times thing, did that break it open for you? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, in a certain point, yes, but w it's it's crazy how we've been quoting the New York Times five times mm. of in my house, in the tours, in the, so what we have, it's, I think it's something very special because we bring uh, we bring joy to the people in a certain point. You know, the people are waiting for us. So we're the the gypsy band that goes right, to the right, city right, and, you right. know, we tour. So everybody's, like, excited. And then you're gone. And then oh, we're gone. Oh, no, yeah. they're gone always. No, when's they coming yeah. back? Yeah, next year we're going to do Maybe. this. Yeah, we're going to do this, <laughs> this, and that. And, uh, and Buenos Aires, it's another place right now. Do you get to go back home? Yeah, I'm going back home in December again. Mm. And uh, we turn this into... In Buenos Aires, we turn our house into a culinary cultural center. Mm. Huh? So, because we don't live there anymore, but we still have uh, the place still running. Also, we have dinners on weekends. We have a friend that does cooking classes. We have a newspaper. Do you like teaching cooking? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can if I have to. You know, I'm a chef. But it's like teaching, going back to jazz. Yeah. I don't know how people... Why would you Teach. want to train the clarinet player that showed up to, to, to jam with you? You don't want to train the other musician. Yeah, no, yeah. Also, how do you teach? Well, how do you teach jazz? I don't know how to teach mm -hmm. jazz. I, I, I have no idea how people like train a palate. Train a palate. Like, let's. What we can do is go to the market and see what what, right. what I'm going to cook. Mm -hmm. Right, right. I do it if I have to. <clears throat> 
and uh, I can do it, but it's more about improvisation and what you want, guys. So, uh, it's not, okay, this is today, we're gonna learn how to grill, I don't know, meat. There's three, you know, rare, medium rare, and like, right. I, I don't do that. I, th- I think <laughs> it's, it sounds to me, I keep hearing over and over again, like this, it's, it's like a perfect business model in the sense of you know exactly how many people are going to come and eat, so you're only buying what you're going to need for them. I was just thinking that whole restaurant thing is like in, inside of a restaurant, as you know, markets, there's waste every yep. night. Every yep. single day and night there's waste, and you have to come up with ways to like mitigate that and deal with it and the overhead. And so like if you know exactly how much food you're going to kick out from the kitchen and the, and the exact portions, you can just be very specific, yeah. and you can buy better ingredients. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can buy much better ingredients because right. you can be you can be more risky too. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have to last. It's tonight. Yeah, it's and we start from scratch the next day. Wow. So, I think we. So you don't want a restaurant? Is that is that your goal? Are you thinking oh, a restaurant? Or? That's a good question. You know, we are in the states right now, and uh, there's a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. So. To have something that I what I have, it's it needs to be framed in a in something. Mm-hmm. So right now, um, I'm moving to Santa Cruz mm. to my brother-in-law. He's opening a big restaurant. Yeah, and he has a little dining area, like sure. how do you call it? like a private like a private dining room. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna. That's a fun little place. Yeah. I think I'm gonna work there, and so we're gonna work together. So the idea is. That keep doing these tours and keep helping him. So we're moving more about family mm. and being part of this uh, family family idea that he has. And uh, it's amazing that we can work we can work together, but I also can have my little tiny... We, th- we were in Koreatown, and there's a tiny restaurant. I don't even have the name of it. We literally just walked by it, and then we asked the bartender next door what the hell was going on. They have six seats. They do two servings a night. And that's it, and it's just like it's it's a it's a chef and a and a sous chef and like and a and a waiter, and that's it. And and they serve four nights a week, t- t- twice a night. And and I'm just looking at them like what an amazing model, because they can do whatever they want. Yeah, you know. Right. They have a flat fee. Come so, in and enjoy. So it. let's talk about the business of this a little bit, because okay. you know this is an idea where someone might um, like. How do you take a love of cooking and and make a, a life out of it? I did an experiment last year, and I started a cooking, a gentleman's dining club. <laughs> I love this idea. I love this. Yeah? And yeah. it was, um, I have 30 friends, and I would send out an email and said, who wants to join me on Saturday? This is why I asked about the teaching, because um, I have been around engineers and software people my whole life, and I would find it was easy to teach them, because they like to learn. So you'd say, oh, here's yeah. how you c- c- cut an onion. It's the difference between a tablespoon and a teaspoon, and those things. They love having a, a little bit of leadership. And so what I did each month was I picked a cuisine. I did Greek. I did a, picked a region of France. I picked, um, you know, whatever area. And then I looked at the stories. I'm really, I have a huge collection of not really cookbooks, but books about cooking, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Essays and the history the and same. those same kind of things, yeah? Uh, the best, next time you go to New York, kitchen Arts and Letters. It's a small bookstore in the Upper East Side, up in like 96th Street okay. in Lexington. Small bookstore. It's just all old books on cooking, and you'll okay. go crazy in there. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. You'll go nuts yeah. in there. 
But the, the idea of how do we take this and turn it into a, n a new model, a new way to do business, huh? Well, that's a good question that maybe I'll put out there because what I'm doing, it's, uh, I was in Buenos Aires, the business works. Here, there's, uh, I'm just started to learn. I moved here like almost a year ago. Mm -hmm. So this business, it's basically, uh, I'm a, to frame it, to make it work in the States, it's a private chef. Right. Mm -hmm. That's how you make it, it, you know. People understand it as you're a private chef. Uh, I don't want to sell it that way, and sure. I don't feel it that way, but it's more for the papers. Mm -hmm. So the papers Oh, have to, right, because they need to put a label on it. Yeah, I need to right. put a label on it. But the thing is, I, uh, my, my concept is so unique that it's kind of uh, how do you create a business right. with right. no... Right. Or so, uh, here is you have one, two, or three. What do you want? I'm four. <laughs> You're and number I, four, huh? Yeah, right. I'm number four. Yeah. And I'm so small that no, I can't... Like I'm, none of the other. And I'm gonna. I'm not gonna change the industry. But as soon as, <laughs> right? Know. But you don't need to, you know. So you can, I, I you can't. Can. I can't. Uh, I, well, that's one of the things I learned here. Is like there's one, two, or three. That's it. So you're four. You have to fix and fit on one, on two, or three. I'm like, I'm killing my. Uh, I can't. But I have to. You know, there's no. One and a half? No. no. Okay. But as you find people and they go, oh, the the risk taker, the one who says, I I want four. I don't want one, two, and three. I want four. Um, last year, there's a, a friend of ours said uh, she was going to do a July 4th barbecue and just going <laughs> to go get hot dogs and hamburgers. And I said, come on, you're better than hot dogs. And I mean, and, and she says, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. And the next week I saw her, she goes, you know, I'm still thinking of doing that barbecue and having some friends over. And I said, well, would you like some help just kind of playing with it? And I don't like being a private chef. I feel like I'm the <laughs> caterer. Yeah. I don't want to be the caterer, right? And and so the next week she she was still talking about it. And I said, would you like me to just do it? Like, And she said, God, that'd be great. And I said, but only if I can look at it as an art installation. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah? that's and she my goes, approach. And, and her thing is, okay, if, if that's what's going to be your motivation. So I called it uh, Still Life with Barbecue. And but it was I went and got one of my friends and I said, we get to do whatever we want and let's make this really interesting for us. And by extension, it'll be interesting for the people that are eating and what would be the most fun thing to eat. And and let's play with color. Let's play. So that's why when I met you three months ago, I went, oh, OK, I know this guy. This guy's me, but he speaks a different language. Yeah, but, it's, but what I feel is like. It's that. That's my path. That's what I want to do. It's like a, I'm a, want to be a celebrator. Right. That's yeah, yeah, word, sure. That's you know? a word. Sure. Well, you're celebrating. It's when, uh, for, for instance, I would take my guys to the farmer's market the morning of the cooking that Saturday morning. It's like, I'm going to shop at eight o'clock. Meet me at the market if, you, if you're interested. And three or four would show up. And when we would finish, we'd have everything we have. I'd like to stop and say, okay, hold it. Let's look back. Did we learn anything? What did you learn? Or was it just an experience? And I'll never forget the one guy. He said, I didn't know there were that many kinds of lettuce. Mm. A 50-year-old guy. Mm -hmm. Didn't know there was that much lettuce. Okay, interesting. That I feel good that to kind of open your mind a little bit to that and to learn the stories behind that. Where uh, where do you want to go? What give me a city? I mean, is is Santa Cruz now the next thing? And you 
stop the traveling so much, or is there a city you'd like to go to? That's a, another good question. You know, right now I'm kind of not, I don't want to, maybe that's not the word in English, but struggling, but not kind of so hard about what shall I do? You know, shall I keep doing these tours? Because I can do these tours forever. You know, so I have, well, I'm always building sure. new, uh, there's more invitations now. London's been there for eight years or more that people want me to go to London. Uh. And I'm going to New York every year, so it's just like crossing the border. But then I have I have kids now, so I have two kids. <clears throat> they'll, I, they'll love London. Yeah, well, they'll no, no. Gypsy said kids, so... <laughs> yeah, but how funny. do you pay the whole... Mm. You know, it's... Uh, Write it into the contract. Get yeah. it into the contract. I'll come to London... If you bring my kids. And my kids and my wife, of there course, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Basically, we start this with hers. I can't do this without her. We're, we're part of this. Was that the thing that did it for you? Was that the thing that pushed you over? Having, having your wife be able to, to support you in this? Like, 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 you know, mentally and intellectually? Yes. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. Without her, uh, things will be very different. I'm just trying to give you an opportunity because you'll probably listen to this. So I want you to brag, yeah. brag about your wife. Of <laughs> course, of course. Uh, we start this together. You know, we were just uh, all this. The first thing that we did is as a long time ago, we we read this book about this couple that traveled to India for oh. ten years. Oh, so th- is that where you got the idea? That where got the idea. You know, oh. from a book, from a oh. book about this couple that traveled to India for ten years, and they she's a photographer and he's a chef, or the other way around, doesn't matter. In this mm-hmm. point, and they bring this book about India, but the India that I wanted to learn, not just mm-hmm. the recipes. You know, in a certain point, we chefs we don't. The recipes are just not, uh, right. we want ideas, so right, we right, learn right, right, from right, ideas. Right, right. So this book was, we can do this from South, we can do exactly the same yeah, book yeah. Yeah, about yeah. South America. Yeah. Mm. So wha- let's do it. The book, it's our book is still there because... The well, she's, you said she's a journalist, so... Yeah, 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 but right now she's uh, she uh, moved his uh, boat to, she's an environmentalist. Uh-huh. So she's more environmentalist than journalist. She she approached the journalist because she's an environmentalist. She works in a in a CSA program in in Camarillo. Mm. So having sustainability as a part of what you're e. doing is going to farms and looking at things that way. That's a, just of personal interest to you. E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. That's uh, that's what I want to do. That's kind of my path. That's our. So we're not going to take. You know, so but what I think is that we're not going to take anything from this world more than experiences. You know, I uh, once someone told me in the states, someone told me that I don't know how to say that, but it's like no one in the de- in the bed of dead or somehow like when deathbed death bed. in yeah. the deathbed said, "I wish I would work more." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I, what I'm doing is like getting more experience. You know, learning and you know taking this and connecting people and, you know, getting more ideas and learning and learning and learning, you know, and being able to um, to be with people that are totally different from me, where I right. grow up. Right. And right now I'm talking in another language. This is my second language, so I hope right. it's, but it's like... You're doing okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's the good. thing, you know, yeah. I'm in another country talking about... And 
it's been a long way, you know, and it still has a long way to start. We not right now in in the middle of a, a division. Right now, I'm moving to Santa Cruz. I'm going to help my brother-in-law to uh, open his restaurant and move uh, the whole family and start from scratch again. And that's you know exciting. And that's and we put I put myself there, so I have to embrace that. And you know. But it's like the dinners; it can't go wrong. It can go wrong. That's another <laughs> right, thing. Yeah, so, right. so you, the thing is, you can pick. Sure. You can pick. Okay, for example, yeah, that's a good. Qu- that's a good quote because uh, something is, or something is going wrong during the prep. So you have to fix it. So it can you, go hard, but it can't go wrong. It can get harder. It, it can, can get difficult. Yeah, but, but in the end, but you have to find the way to make it better because right, right. this mm, those kids have got to eat. Those kids <laughs> have got to eat, and also it's like it's it depends on you. Yeah, it, it depends on you. Uh, the sun is gonna be out there anyway. Mm. So what what do you want to do? Being a, a depressed day or a happy day? It's a. It's a it's it's the same for it's out there so things are going things are moving anyways so yeah. it depends on you what you want to pick you know you want to be for me in a certain point that's also telling me right now it's like what i'm going to do like being uh, sad about we left a great concept in buenos aires and here i'm just like starting again or like how exciting how adventure, exciting how right? adventure. adventure yeah so it's looking the looking in front to the front of the boat or looking to the back of the boat yeah. you know so you say no saying bah you know just okay let's go forth you know and there's that's a that's a great point of view to have in life yeah e, yeah and great for your kids to grow up around that e, I, that's how old what are I, your kids five and two so they're they're just just getting it my son uh i was a single dad and i was cooking out at the university here and when he was so as five as preschool so I actually had to ride my bike with him on it and would ride to the kitchen and cook breakfast. And I would sit him next to La Plancha, the, yeah, the, the yeah, grill, yeah. and uh, taught him how to recognize on the pancakes when the bubbles would break. <laughs> That's when it was time to turn them. So I could be running around the kitchen doing everything else. And he'd yell, Dad, they're breaking. And I would come and turn them. So, he grew up in that, and now he's a chef and, and loves inventing things, and my daughter as well. So you have that going for you that they'll you'll be growing a couple of more chefs. I hope so. I hope they I hope they want to do whatever they want. I want them to be happy. So whatever they want to do, it's good for me. I love that, Diego. Thank you for spending well, time with thank us. Thank you very much for um, inviting me. We one of the things we do on this show is we uh, we like to uh, we think of it as a story. It's a forty-five minute story yeah. that we just had. What's the title of this story? That's a. I think. Love for life or passion about life, and. I love it. Love for life. There we go. Cooking your way across the country, yeah? <laughs> cooking your way, life for life, cooking your way across the country. That'd Great. Be. I love that. Um, what city? Because um, we're in 42 countries. We've got hundreds of, we have people listening from all over the world. What city would you like to hear from? That's a big question, but. <laughs> uh, 
Like I want to go to Asian the, markets and uh, well, no, Japan. Yeah. Okay, there Japan, you go. Japan, but yeah. also I would like to go to Middle East. But right now it mm. could be a maybe little, not. Little, yeah, well, there's some right places now. to go. Yeah, that, yeah. Where Middle East will be like a. You go to Dubai and you could throw some pretty nice dinners there. Mm. You have a hard time finding good produce. I know that. That's because it's the desert. We're, so we're in the grocery. We went to Dubai four years ago. We had a client and we spent a week. And we go into the market and, and all the lettuce is all bagged lettuce. Mm. But what's the, the uh, variety of lettuce? Santa Barbara. Are you no. kidding? Here I am in Dubai, oh, and here's hilarious. the Santa Barbara blend. Did you get it? Uh, I, I took a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining well, us. How do people right. find you uh, on the internet? Colectivofelix.com. So that's C O L E C T I V O Felix, yeah. F E L A X.com. I'll put it in the show note as well. Colectivo Felix with only one L. One L. Got it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. I also want to thank. Um, California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this great studio. I love, love working here. The 805 Connect Project now on episode, what, 103, 104, 105? Who's, mm -hmm. But who's counting? But who's counting? Right? I am, actually. Uh, I'm the one. I know. You're <laughs> the one who counts. Uh, we're supported by partners and sponsors. I want to thank all of them. If you want to know more about the project, Go to 805connect.com. Patrick, how could our listener right now help yeah. us? Well, um, uh, at the end of at the end of the beginning of every show, um, Mark labels off, or lists off our, our sponsors, and that is not a small thing. Those are people who uh, have stepped up and support this great content that is coming to you right now that you've just got done listening to. Um, and so m please, you know, reach back out to those sponsors and let them know that, that, that that's a valuable piece of programming that, that you have utilized and uh, thank them uh, for sponsoring us. You know, call Tolman and Weikert Insurance and, and, and say, hey, you know, you don't have to buy insurance, but like let them know that, uh, that this is a valuable uh, part of, of what they've done in the world. So thank our sponsors for us. We thank them all the time, but, uh, you know, help us out with that. And then if you love this show, hit the subscribe button Absolutely. in your podcatcher there, and uh, you'll get shows automatically delivered to you uh, on a regular basis. I would love to hear from you personally. So if you've got an idea, you met someone who said, God, this guy's got to talk to Mark. Um, <laughs> let me know. Just introduce yourself. Send a message to mark at 805connect.com. Let me know what you like about the show or someone interesting and fascinating that I should talk to. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations.